Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of our Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm your host, Terry Barr, and always happy to have you along with us. You know, it is that time of year when many of us are wanting to support our favorite charity or nonprofit. It just feels really good, especially at this time of year. And of course, many of those charities or nonprofits are also asking for help in a year-end appeal. So what should you do? We're going to turn this question to our expert today, Adam McCann. Adam is a financial writer and editor at Wallet Hub. And Adam, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Okay. So why do you think it is that this time of year is so big for supporting charities or nonprofits? Well, statistically, December is the biggest month of the year for charitable giving. And I think a lot of that boils down to how many holidays are condensed uh, into this period and, you know, how much people are reminded about the conditions of other people that may not be as fortunate as they are. And also, uh, as you said, a lot of charities put out big appeals so that, you know, they can achieve the the goals that they set out to achieve at the beginning of the year if they're behind or if they want to even exceed it. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have five great and kind of important tips too, if you're going to consider um, if you should donate your time or your money. So let's start with the first one. What can you afford? What should we be thinking about, Adam? Yes. So this tip is a little bit obvious, but it's also one of the most important tips. So basically you have to consider uh, your own situation and your resources. So for example, are you able to pay all of your essential bills and still have money left to donate? Or conversely, do you not have as much money, but do you have an abundance of time? Um, So it really depends on uh, what resources you have. And you can also make adjustments to your own uh, resources as well. For example, if you're somebody who eats out multiple times per month or goes to see a lot of movies, you could cut out one instance of that and donate the money instead. Or um, on the other hand, if you uh, if you don't have a lot of money for luxury things, but you know, you may spend a couple hours a week watching TV instead, you might want to cut out those hours and spend it uh, doing something more productive and volunteering. And it isn't called the season of giving for nothing. So that that sounds terrific to me. Um, tip number two you have is um, choose a charity based on your favorite causes. Do you have an example for this one too? Do you have a favorite cause? Uh, yes, I do. Um, so my favorite charitable organization to give to is called Children International. So it's a nonprofit organization uh, worldwide that aims to help children break out of the cycle of poverty. 
Um, so you give a monthly donation and then it helps with basic uh, living expenses like medical care and education and mm. food. So it's something I'm very passionate about. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. How do the rest of us, how do we decide? <laughs> so I think everybody has at least a few different things that they know they're passionate about. So the first step is to kind of make a list of those those types of causes that you like. And then from there, you can kind of consider whether those types of causes have a greater need for cash or a greater need for people to work. So for example, um, if what you're most passionate about is cancer research, uh, unless you're a scientist, they'll probably need your money instead of your volunteer time. True. But um, <laughs> if, if you're more if you're most passionate about feeding the homeless or working with stray animals, then you might want to contribute some volunteer hours to your local soup kitchen or animal shelter. Oh, I um, love that. And the same organizations can be impacted by both money and volunteering. Um, so for example, uh, there's Habitat for Humanity. Um, so if you give money to them, then they can use it to buy building materials. But uh, you can also... Uh, go down and build houses yourself if that's more to your speed. Oh, that is so good. Being directly involved too and, and getting that opportunity to work alongside those that you're actually helping. Exactly. Um, yes. Oh, that is terrific. My my big charity is is music. So mine is a little different. It's, it's more locally uh, a charity, but we try to get um, instruments into the hands of kids that otherwise may not be able to afford buying an instrument or taking lessons. And so the charity I work with, you know, they try to help kids when they're young, learn how important music can be in their lives. So there is, there's so many opportunities. And I think, as you mentioned, just find one that really speaks to your heart. That's awesome. Okay, so your third tip, and I'm not very familiar with this, use a charity calculator. What is that? So a charity calculator is a tool that can kind of put in perspective the impact of your giving um, when you're volunteering compared to when you're just giving money. Ah. Uh, so Wallet, Wallet Hub has a charity calculator on our site. And um, basically what you do is you put in your income and you put in the number of hours that you would typically volunteer in a week. And then it'll show you what the impact would be if you took those volunteer hours and you worked extra instead and then contributed that money to charity. Oh. Uh, so it kind of puts things in perspective. Uh, I'll just give a quick example. Okay. So if you have a typical American with uh, an individual income of $37,500, uh, and they spend two hours per week volunteering, uh, the charity calculator will show you that if you spent that same amount of time working and then donated the money, uh, you could give 9,375 meals for hungry children in a year wow. or uh, 937 planted trees or uh, a whole bunch of other things that it, it'll list to kind of put things in perspective. It really does show how valuable time can be. And sometimes I think people worry, oh, if I'm just giving my time, that's not enough. But that sounds pretty incredible. Yeah, it's um, it's a very helpful tool. Um, and I think it's something that can 
help push you toward deciding between money or time if you're on the fence? Yeah, absolutely. We will be sure to add that uh, Wallet Hub calculator in the show notes so people can check it out and give it a try and, and find out just how valuable their time really can be. Adam, moving to tip four now. So you choose to donate money. How do you go ahead and, and say, okay, I'm going to do this now, pick the best charity. What does that mean? Yeah, so it can be difficult because there are just so many charities out there. Yes. And But the first step is to take that list of the causes that you care about and uh, then start researching organizations that specifically cater to those causes. Um, you can even take a shortcut and ask for recommendations from your family or friends. They might already know some organizations that work with those causes. Oh, that's a great idea. And then after that, you should thoroughly research every organization that you're considering. So first, what you should do is see if they have good reviews on charity rating websites. There are a lot of like impartially run websites out there that just kind of give scores to how effectively the charity is actually using your money. Um, you can see how well these charities are covered in press to see if there are any red flags from that. And you can also visit each charity's website because on those websites, there will typically be a disclosure about how the money's used, what percent actually goes to the people that the organization is supporting versus, you know, executive salaries or advertising or things like that. Yeah, that would be a disappointment. I think if you really get behind something and then you find out all you did was help pay the administration fees or something. I think when, once we decide to give, we really want to be able to help the people um, that are in need. So that that's another great, great tip. Thank you. Okay, so number five, here we are, Adam. Think about doing both and then stick to it. Tell me more. If you look especially at the charity calculator, you may find that in many cases, giving money can have a bigger overall impact. But volunteering has a lot of social benefits, both for you and the people that you're helping. So it's very healthy to have volunteer hours in your schedule in addition to giving money. So what I suggest is drawing up a yearly budget um, where you designate both a certain amount of money to donate and a certain number of hours, either per week or per month, depending on your schedule, to commit to causes that you care about. And then once you've done that, um, you can work on holding yourself accountable. So <laughs> if in any certain month you find it more difficult to give, you can try to make up for it either by cutting out a luxury purchase like we were talking about before, yes. or if money's really tight and you're actually struggling, you can volunteer extra instead because that will still have a very big impact. And even uh, if you find that you know, all your time is taken up and you don't really have any extra money to give, you know, you can still look through your house. Maybe you have some unused clothes that you can donate or uh, other household items that uh, you're not using that somebody less fortunate would be happy to have. Oh, these are terrific. Ah, oh, you know, this is a great opportunity for almost anybody to be able to make a difference. And, and especially the way you've broken down these five tips. Adam, what do you say is the bottom line when people are thinking about what do I do? Do I give my time? Do I give my money? Do I give both? I would say the bottom line is not to necessarily 
uh, be swayed one way or another, you know, for different people, donating time is going to be better. And for other people, donating money is going to be better. So you really need to focus on figuring out what's best for you, considering uh, your own resources, the impact of your giving versus your time, or your giving money versus time, and then making an informed decision based upon that. Oh, and now's the time to do it. So, uh, Adam, wow, thank you. This this was a terrific discussion about something really meaningful, I think, for people at this time of year. So I want to thank you, Adam McCann, a financial uh, writer and editor at Wallet Hub. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And oh, gosh, everybody, we'll be looking forward to talking with you again. Another new Pettywise. You'll find these every Thursday and during this month, bonus episodes as well. So we can help you with all your holiday giving. And as we talked about today, deciding if you want to donate your time or your money. Thanks for being here, everybody. For Lee Enterprises, this is Pennywise and I'm Terry Barr. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.